Tyler McComas. I made a joke earlier telling Caleb Kelly they're going to have to build a new indoor when Venables is done here just for all the banners and stuff that I know he's going to hang up. Like He's one of those coaches that came in right away and just changed the mindset of everybody around me, not just all the young guys like my friends that are still here. Like He's just a dog, and I just love everything about him. I've only been here for a day. I've only came to one workout. And I that it's perry on winfrey got to build a new indoor with all the banners dang all these rings i'm gonna need more fingers how about that which uh quick side note my son's team last night got second place in the tournament they got beat however they did get a finalist ring Mm. i which i need to know some feedback on this Am I a bad dad? I tried to convince my son, it's a nice ring, to throw it in the pond at the entrance to our neighborhood because... Yeah, how old is he again? Seven. Yeah, a little extreme. Once we get into like a 14, 13, 14 age, we can have that conversation, but that's the only reason he played this year is to be able to get that at the end of the season. Well, I, in one way or another, I was trying to say... This isn't Oklahoma State. We're not keeping uh, Texas Bowl rings. That that's look, and I I'm all aboard that mentality. But to a seven year old, you don't need to be it ain't good enough to your kid after a little uh, league t ball game or whatever it is. It was it was done in fun. Okay, I mean I was dead serious about it, but it was done. It, in it fun. is um it is a little bit of a sore subject for me because. I, I mean, you go through high school thinking, oh, God, I'm going to get a ring. At 18 years old, it's like, oh, God, top three most important things to me right now. Uh, getting a ring is one of those. I'll wear it my entire life, which now I, I know that I would never wear one. You, if we have, actually, you wouldn't wear your Verdon yeah, uh, <laughs> state championship ring? No, I would not. I, you know, I say that. Maybe I'd be rolling into work every single day. Hey, boys, get you one of these. Get you one of these, boys. Like off Friday Night Lights. Which reminds me. But the, the point is, it's a sore subject because I used to want one so much. Right. And now these kids these days win like a 18 tournament at a Dell City at a Dell City tournament and the whole team gets rings. It's like, really? Like that used to be that used to be something that you really have to like work hard for and win. And now oh well, we won the Dell City tournament this week and all the kids got rings. It was cool. Uh, it feels like the ring has been very devalued here. Devalued, you think? <laughs> a seventh grade coach pitch preseason seeding tournament for the league and second place gets Scott, a- your seven-year-old is going to look like Michael Jordan by the end of the coach pitch season with all the rings. He's, he's already have. got three or four rings, okay? And they have never won a tournament, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, the, it also reminds me of kingpin was on the other day (laughs) and it's so funny whenever he's like where do you think i got this and he's trying to show his state championship uh bowling ring but (laughs) just keeps asking was it was it state of indiana state champ roy munson i think so yeah uh it's so funny oh yeah it got uh the hand got cut off yeah in the bowling alley incident they hustled the wrong guys 
Yeah, he had a uh, like a twenty dollar bill or a bunch of ones wrapped in a twenty or something. Pretty unfortunate way that he had to pay off his rent there. And wasn't know? the guy a priest that beat him in bowling? Um, I think he was probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Um, but all of that. To say yes, that... Yes, Brent Venables is going to need a new indoor because yes. of all the banners he's going to put Yes, out. yes, and yes. Which, I don't know where those guys were, the guys that were coming back in town for Pro Day, but they all seem to walk away with an amazing impression on Venables and what's going on and up that's, there. And that's what I was telling Parker is like, okay, like what is he... What's he saying? Like, what's going on up there? Because Osamoa said something very similar to that as well. And then Perion's making that comment. Like, Mike Woods. Mike, what did he, Jeremiah Hall, like, what did he say? What's he doing? What's it look like up there? Because it feels like everyone that's around the facility comes away saying, oh my God, he's <laughs> going to win a national championship in 2022. Right. Uh, hey, I'm. Um... I'm here for it. I love it. I love that the the other the former players are are saying that. And Perion said recently that he almost wishes he would have came back. Or he, I think he said that after he had decided to like to not play in the bowl game and that he was leaving is whenever he first met Venables, and he was like, dang it, man, did I make a mistake? So he's, Here's awesome. what he said. BV made me want to suit up one more time. That man is a dog. Complete culture changer, and you can just feel it in the air. That's what right. he said yesterday. Yeah, and um, I, think that's, I think that's awesome. I think it's true. Now, they've, they've got, they got a lot of work to do, man. They've got a lot of work to do. They do. Um, the amount of ground that they have to close on the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Clemsons right now, Ohio State, it's significant, man. Yeah. It really is. And I know that like the over like the feeling is, hey, we're a couple players away and like a, a a different mindset with the coaching staff away from a championship, but the truth is actually way more difficult to swallow. It's we are a massive facility upgrade, a um like several things that you could expand this out from away from from where those teams are right now. Sure. No, I I I think we're confident that he's going to get there, but what's the timeline that we're looking at especially with the looming SEC change? Now, you know, I, I don't think it's an exact science, but you, we can look at Dabo to see how that happened. I would say OU's in a better situation now than uh when Dabo took over Clemson. I feel pretty good about that. You get with that? Yeah. Okay, Dabo took over um, Clemson. He was the interim head coach in 2008. So, 09 was his first real year. 9-5 and five that year, won the Music City Bowl. Uh, second year, 6-7, and seven, lost the Meineke Car Care Bowl. So, it didn't happen instantly with him. Year 3, 10-4, lost the Orange Bowl bad to West Virginia that year. Then he hires BV. They go and win the 
Peach Bowl his first year, 11-2. and two. Then they win the Orange Bowl after that, 11-2. and two. Russell Athletic over OU, 10-3. and three. And then they really hit their stride in 15, 16, 17, 18, and beyond. Right. So, I, again, I, I think OU starting off in a much better situation than Clemson is, but it took Dabo six, seven years to really start to get it going. Right. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And I think that they have done a really, really good job so far with, with everything that they have. Um, I think roster-wise, given the departures that they had and and what all went down, I think they've pieced together at the moment what I think is a pretty good roster. And I think that the the transfer portal stuff over the rest of the spring is is they're they're going to continue to add some pieces. And who knows what those pieces may look like? They you, they may end up getting some really really good players coming in. Uh, but whenever you hear Venables talk. He says, and we're not done with the transfer portal, and we'll we'll have some more guys this spring. Almost as if to say, like, he already knows of some guys that are coming. Yeah. Like, not that we're, we'll see what happens as different guys enter the portal. Like, it's almost said as if, like, there's there's stuff that's already been I – I wouldn't say negotiate. Like, like he – he has a pretty good idea that they're going to be getting some guys in the portal. Who those guys are going to be, I don't know, but it seems as if he knows. I could see him using that, whether he is or he isn't, um, using it as a massive motivational tactic from here on out, being, oh, I'll just, I'll just go get someone in the portal. That's no but Hey, it's easy to go get a guy in the portal now. You, you don't want to play? You don't, you don't want to do your job? Then oh, I'll just go get somebody in the portal. All good. Yep. There's a bunch of guys out there that are dying to play your position on this football team. Yeah, I, I'm, um, I'm optimistic. Not even cautiously. I'm. Uh, You're all I'm, in. I'm highly optimistic, mm. and it's going to happen. Now, timeline, not exactly sure. There's a lot of things that need to take place. In, like, I guess I'm not saying that they couldn't quickly go in a championship, but to be on the level of Year in, year out, that amount of talent coming in where you can sustain that level of play, uh, they've got they've got a ways to go to get there. But at, at, the, the, right at the most critical positions, too. You know, offensive right. line, critical, got a ways to go. Defensive line, critical, got, got a ways to go. So it's... Yeah, it, it's it's going to be a little bit of a climb. Unless um, there's one there's one shortcut, and we saw it today. Unless J.P. Lossman has some eligibility remaining, then I think OU could win the thing next year. Looked pretty good out there, didn't he? <laughs> he looked, looked like Keanu Reeves a little bit <laughs> and had the – how awesome were those cleats he had on? High-top white Jordans? Uh, it was hilarious watching him, which he's thrown he – I mean, he didn't have a great win-loss percentage – but he's played in the NFL for a while, so yeah. it probably shouldn't have surprised me. Like, dang, he can throw the football a little bit. Well, yeah. Hi, who's this guy? He got a chance to start next year? Looked pretty good, though. I was pretty impressed. Um, I had an interesting conversation last night. Uh-oh. And it's, it's, it's really relevant, you know, the um, – Take a look at the spring game coming up. 
What do you think the attendance for the spring game is going to be? Um, I think it's going to be 65,187 will be the final attendance. What do you think about that number? Um, well, on OU that, standards, it's really good. I mean, it's going to be the best ever. Should we walk away from 65,000 saying like, wow, spring game, this is unbelievable? Should we? I don't know if we should. I know that we will. I also right. know that Nebraska packs in like 90,000 during their spring game, and it gets pretty nuts up there in some other places like Ohio State. So, Turnip Seed said mm. that Nick Saban's first spring at Alabama, he was in charge of the spring game, like the event management. And they had a meeting leading up to the game – about like, what they were going to do. Should we open the upper decks? And they said, no, not going to open the upper decks. This is kind of what we've had in the past. This is what we should expect. He said it was a super hot day. And 160,000 people showed up. Jeez. He said the entire stadium was jam-packed. Man. The, you know those spiral things? Oh, yeah, people were standing up there. People were standing up there. There wow. was like like 40,000 people outside the stadium. Was it free that day, or did they it have was, to pay? It was free. That's a, that's a key factor here. Yeah. I don't think a $10 or $15 ticket is going to deter too many people right. away from it. But, I mean, free is free. But the overall point is this. And there's... Th- there's going to be a lot of Alabama mentions in the future. We're going to the SEC, but we're talking about being the premier program in college football. Like, that's what they're trying to do. That's what they're going to do, right? That's, that's sure. the mission. So there's going to be comparisons. And the conversation with, with Turnipsy was this. It's like the fan base – has a very, very, very important role to play in this whole situation. When we have guys come in for the spring game in recruiting, what are we selling them on? We're selling them on the fact that, you know, obviously all of the development and all of those things, but we're also saying that you're coming to play at the best program in college football. And it's got to have the best atmosphere to go with it. Guys have to walk out and say, oh my God, there's there's 85,000 people here for a spring game. This looks like they're playing, you know, number five Ohio State this week. Like, that's what having the best of everything means. And I don't know, that hit home. And frankly, I don't think that is out of the realm of possibility. Okay, my, o- my only beef with that, and that's fine. I think that's a fine way of thinking. And this isn't necessarily the current staff's fault, but I think it's extremely hypocritical of someone to say, well, we've got to pack out the spring game. I mean, the fans play an incredible role. Like, on one hand, you say that, but on the other hand, you give the fans zero access whatsoever. 
and you only want them around when it greatly benefits you as a program when it comes to recruiting. Which I understand that, but you know what I mean. It's we don't want you any around. We don't want you around any other part of the time. Mm-hmm. But Dad Gummit, when it benefits us and when we really need you, you better show up in droves. And again, right. that's not this current staff's problem. I'm I'm just saying, like I think that there's a lot of fans that would kind of take it that way. I I get that. I do. I I understand that. Um, but the fact of the matter is, I, that's gonna be that's gonna be a big piece of the pie. Sure, especially I, when you have a five star defensive lineman that you feel like you got a chance in. I mean, OU's OU's got a chance to really close as strong as as possible with right. this guy. And you know, weather is a factor this time of year. Like you need a lot of things to really go right to get that that type of that type of attendance and. You know, here's the other thing. It's like I don't know, I don't know how much access any of the other fan bases have. Do do they? Is that something that 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 more fan bases have access to? I I know it used to be a thing that training camp was open. I don't even know anymore. I, I yeah. I'm so used to us not having any access for spring or training camp that I don't. I really don't even know what everyone else has. But I don't know, like the when you go to the SEC, the the atmosphere on a week by week, like it's the best, man. It's not close. It's and we we have to replicate that, and no, I no. think we will. O- OU fans seem like they always, when called upon, that's right. Like what, a few times during Bob Stoops' tenure, when he kind of called out the fan or challenged the fans a little bit, that's right. They showed up every time. So if OU fans hear the call, that you, you're yeah, they'll they'll show up. I I'm not worried about that. And here's the other thing is like. You cannot pull the wool over the eyes of this fan base, right? So you're going to be asking a lot, and I think this fan base can answer to that, but the product better answer too. Percent, man. You know, 100%. the product better answer too. So it definitely, definitely is a two-way street. But, you know, I had never even – I. It's. I've always looked at kind of the atmosphere thing as far as uh, like a, a fan engagement deal. Like I've looked at it as uh, it's got to be more fun for us for the fans to want to show up, and that's kind of been the whole thing about it. I've never, and maybe this is just ignorance on my end, and uh, but I've never like equated it to think of how it's viewed through the eyes of a recruit 100%. whenever you're taking visits to some of those different different there was places. a um, high level recruit in this weekend for OU's uh, you know rec- junior day mm-hmm. uh, a guy that OU really wants and one of his comments was man it's kind of awesome every time i post something about OU on twitter i get like crazy engagements right. Then he's like, it would be really cool to go to Georgia, though. But, man, when I post about Georgia, I don't really get as many interactions as I do with OU. And I know that that sounds silly, and I know that it sounds like it shouldn't matter to guys our age or, or even older. But it does. It is a factor with kids now. I'm not saying it's the overwhelming factor, but it is a factor that kids post about a certain school, and they notice, man, like, Dang, when I mention Oklahoma, it blows up, dude. Like right. that, that is a passionate, passionate fan base. Yep, yep. No, it's uh, all very, very interesting things. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on. Keep hitting us on the text line, 651-3439.
It is the rush on the ref. Tyler and Teddy were inside the Brown O'Haver studios um, playing a little biggie today because found out earlier 25 years ago today. Yeah. He passed. Unbelievable. Oh, 25 years? 25 years ago today. Biggie hmm. left us. So much more great music to make. Yep, that's true. But fortunately did leave an excellent catalog that we can still enjoy to this day. As long as you uh, make sure you don't have the explicit version. <laughs> I played the clean version and I was still <laughs> nervous about it, to be honest with you. That's why I turned it down so quick. Um, let's talk a little national college football here. Uh, talking about Clemson. Clemson was labeled a sleeping giant forever. And finally, the sleeping giant woke up, thanks to Dabo and yeah. Rick Vittables. Who's the sleeping giant right meow? In, in college football. Is there one? Yes, and you're going to hate. Don't say Miami. It is. They don't have the facilities. It's all about the facilities and the personnel, and they don't have it. It's about the facilities, baby. <laughs> um, I knew you were going to say Miami, so I wrote down it. Miami. What? <laughs> Can you with no facilities? You already responded. I already knew uh, what you were going to say. You're right. They don't have facilities. I honestly don't even know what their facilities are like crappy that's what they're but, like and off campus um if Cristobal can you have to look at it this way Oregon has the according to a lot of people like the best or really close to the best uh facilities in all of college football right you have to think that Cristobal is not leaving there without some type of guarantee or plan to address that. I find it hard to believe that he would leave a place like Oregon to go to Miami and just think that they're going to wing it and be able to coach their way to a championship, right? It is where he's from. But still, right? I mean, would you leave a setup like Oregon for Miami, even if you played there, without some assurances that of, of what you can turn it into? Oh, I, no, I mean, getting – I'm sure they're starting to pay for assistance. I mean, there, apparently there's more money than most people are led to believe at yeah. Miami. But I think that even today there's this allure of being the guy that gets to turn around Miami. Yeah, like that's that's true. You know, there, there's something there. Like, oh, if I'm the one that brings the U back, wow, that'll be a train that no one can stop. If I we just, just do this, this, and this. I, I don't think it's just that that easy. Because um, we talk about personnel all the time at OU and facilities and everything that they're going to do. And as far as OU may be behind, if they are, Miami is much further behind. Right. Um. Other than that, USC. Yeah. That's it. That's uh, another school, though. I mean, I I probably give, I give USC a better chance of having decent facilities, but they'll never, ever, ever be at the top. They've got some huge. Why is it three hundred million dollar plan right now of facilities upgrades? Is it renovating the Coliseum? I'm I think not they've sure already what renovated all it, is. it once here recently. I want to say they're currently doing it right now. I I got to think that that is 
probably low on the I think it's going to have to do more with like their their everyday football dedicated facilities but um I'm not exactly sure. Tennessee? No. I just Tennessee for me, they don't have It's it's too hard too competitive of a conference. Too to be competitive able to... of a conference. I don't think that they're ever going to make a living recruiting in the state of Georgia, recruiting in the state of Florida. I think Tennessee's a little bit overrated in terms of the overall talent level. I, I think it's gonna be really, really tough for Tennessee. It's tough. Really to, tough for it's Tennessee. tough to because their media area isn't a highly talented like a talent rich spot. Yeah. So you're asking people to kind of come out of that area. But I mean, that's similar to what Oklahoma has to do. True. Um, the school that I think could be a sleeping giant, and it's hard to call them that because they've won, they won the title in 03 and 07 and in 2019. But there's just so much inconsistency there. If you could ever find a top tier head coach that really knew what he was doing to go to LSU with the local talent they have, and the access all across the South, someone could turn LSU into a monster, I feel like. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Part of the allure down there, though, is seems to be doing it really shady and taking the good with the bad. Like, it's almost – it's euphoric to be horrible and then go on a championship run, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's part of the roller coaster ride. Um, I'm going to give you – a list of schools. I want you to tell me from this list, Tyler, who will win a national championship next. These are all schools that have won okay. national championships. Florida State. Okay. Florida. All right. Miami. Yep. University of Southern California. Uh-huh. Tennessee. Yep. Texas. Michigan, Pennsylvania State. That was actually a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Uh, did I tell you my next decade prediction? No. That nobody outside of the SEC is going to win a national championship. So that slices a lot of teams out of the equation. Georgia and Tennessee is who you're down to. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, you're not Texas. Uh, Florida is my answer there. One, because I, I think Billy Napier is a pretty good head coach, but when Florida's going, man, Florida is really going. Yeah. Florida State, I just they're in just such a tough spot right now. I, I don't a, they seem a long ways away, don't I they? I don't know. I mean they'll get their act together at some point, but I'm just not so sure when. Miami, I, again I think the allure of that sounds great. I think it's a lot more difficult. USC, I think that to win a national championship at USC now, you're gonna have to get players from the southeast. You're down lineman, you're O lineman, you're D lineman. You're gonna. Have, I don't think. I don't think USC is able gonna ever able gonna be tap into the southeast or any other area of the country routinely to get those type of guys. I'm out on any West Coast team, especially USC. I guess I should have included in there Notre Dame, even though they've been relevant playoff appearances, um, some New Year's Six stuff. They have not won a national championship since one like eighty not ninety. Uh, Notre Dame eighty eight is 88. the last na- national championship. Uh, Lou Holtz won that. one. Does that change your opinion? No, Florida. not with Marcus Freeman taking over. Florida, Matt. I just it's already an SEC dominant sport, and it's already just going to continue to trend that way more and more. I guess, frankly, I should have put OU in that mix too. Yeah, would have made it a lot more <laughs> difficult. 
Do you think you said over the next decade no one outside of the Southeastern Conference will win That's a correct. national championship? Can Oklahoma – let's say Oklahoma does not go to the Southeastern Conference until after the 25 season as they're under contract for as of this moment. Can Oklahoma win a national championship from the Big 12 Conference? I would tend to say no. <laughs> yeah, I, I would tend what to say. What if we land this five-star defensive tackle this year? Does that change your opinion that it can be done? Uh, right now, no, but ask me again in the moment if it happens. And, God, you know I'll say that they're about to win four straight or something <laughs> like that. No, I, it, it's almost like you've kind of be, got to be hardened to that league a, a little bit, I think. Hmm. And OU's recruiting is going to get better, but – it if you stay in the Big 12, you're still going to have less talent than Alabama, Georgia, or you know, if LSU's in there, whatever. Here's my only pushback to what you're saying. I tend to agree about the Southeastern Conference and how it's set up, and that is the best way to win a championship. And that's no big revelation. However, when you look at the the plan and how things unfolded for Clemson, it's essentially the same as the Big 12. Easy conference. Florida State was pretty good when they were making their come up. I mean, Florida State was pretty yeah. fresh off a, a national championship. It's true. And that was their hurdle. Like, they couldn't ever clear Florida State. But when they finally did, you know, the, the once they cleared Florida State, they basically took their soul, right? <laughs> Florida State's been bad ever since right. Clemson's come up. Oh, 100%. I guess what I'm saying is we've got the group that did exactly what they're trying to do here point. at Clemson in the ACC. So is it the best way to do it? I don't think so. But, but they're proven more than any other team outside the SEC, Clemson. Right. Um, in a little bit, in a little bit air, better area of the country, that's fair to say, right? Yeah, but recruiting wise, not they haven't out recruited Oklahoma very many times ever until recently. Yeah, I mean, you look at their last seven, eight years of recruiting, and you think it would just be filled with top three finishes. I think maybe they've had one during that one time. top five, and I think they were number five. Yeah, and you know the interesting thing is. Like here's here's kind of the the theory that I think Venables is going to pursue. A three or four star kid with a red shirt, a freshman, and a sophomore year of development, like a four star kid that's now a junior in his fourth year on campus, is a hell of a lot better player than a freshman or sophomore. Sophomore five star. You make it sound like OU is going to have to build up every four years like LSU, win the national championship, and well, then you have a massive rebuilding year the next year. I think, see, I think that's what happens whenever you go the five star route. Because freshman year, a five star is good enough to make to start, right? But he doesn't play like a first round draft pick. And typically, there's, there's exceptions to this, right? But typically, doesn't play like a first round draft pick until like that third year, sure. that junior year, right? And then he plays like a, a first-round draft pick, and then what? Boom, he's gone. Well, 
whenever you get a developmental program going, it's a constant chain of development. And the guys that are rotating out, the guys that are rotating in have been on campus for three years. And you constantly, like, the the thought and the hope is that our four-star with three years of development is going to outplay your five-star with one or two years of I guess that happened here in the early 2000s, right? Like exactly you were out the deer, uh, You were out the door, and Rufus is right in there, ready to play in 04 at a pretty high level. I mean, there's probably right. a lot of other uh, examples to that. So, yeah, I mean, that's – maybe the Clemson model is – a lot more similar to the early 2000s OU model than we than we re- the Big 12 was a much tougher conference then than the ACC right. was but that mentality that you're talking about now here's the problem though at Alabama they've recruited so good for so long like a lot of the guys that are getting in they're starting as juniors that have had three years of development well, those were five-star guys coming oh, I out. I know, I know, man. <laughs> so that's kind of what you're up against. Well, they had the best defensive player in college football as a sophomore. It's like, God. Yeah, I know. Like, there should be a legitimate conversation about him not playing next year, like if you're him and his, his parents, right? All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bring you hour number one of the rush on this Wednesday. Yeah, I know. I have not gotten to the Air Comfort Solution text line just yet. That's because our text line has been down for about an hour. Maybe we forgot to pay the bill. I I don't know. I don't know what happened. Uh, I'll let you know when the text line is up and running. In the meantime, if you've got any uh, questions or comments, I guess just hit us up uh, on Twitter, at Tyler underscore McComas. What's yours, at Ted Lehman 11? Is that it? Uh, I think so. <laughs> you don't even know? Yeah, I think that's right. At, at Ted Lehman 11. Yeah. Yeah, at Tyler underscore McComas is mine, if you want to ask some questions there. Hey, we've already beaten the Russians. I don't know if you've already known that or not, but they're done for now. At what? Figure skating? Uh, no, I just, we've, we've crippled their economy. We've won the 2B war. Uh, we've shut down all the McDonald's in the country. Now that is going to cost McDonald's around $50 million a month for shutting down the 850 locations in Russia. But I guess people are, are freaking out about it so much is McDonald's is being sold on the black market right now. That's right on uh, eBay. They are selling McDonald's. I picture uh, someone that looks like they're addicted to crack asking for a double cheeseburger. Now, please, please. The ruble has uh, really taken a massive hit here in the past two weeks. Dang but it. Co- McDonald's Cokes are selling on eBay right now in Russia for around $11, and entire meals are selling for around $100 right now. I know that this was supposed to be like a a punishment to the country, but frankly, we just 
improved the life expectancy in Russia by like 15 years yeah, a person. Their army is uh, way more formidable today. <laughs> Everyone all of a sudden just got way healthier. Hospitals are empty. Uh, national average for life expen- expectancy going through the roof. Do you think the ice cream machines are all broken over there too, or do you think they actually work in Russia? That'd be some crap, wouldn't it? Uh, there's a chance that if your ice cream machine is down in Russia, you have an AK-47 pointed <laughs> at you sit, through the window. Yeah. Or they just reach in there and pummel you. I could see, like, Putin really digging the uh, ice cream machine through the McDonald's drive-thru, and, and that is the thing. You, you probably get killed on the spot if he rolls through the drive-thru and, sorry, sir, the ice cream machine's down. I'm telling you, man, I we've we've got some... We got some really rough areas in the United States. There's no doubt about that. Russia can quickly challenge for toughest spots in the world to live. That is a brutal, brutal place, man. I I have seen some of the most ridiculous. They had Tyler. There was a UFC style league over there at one point. Where they fought with like swords and like medieval weapons. I'm a personal fan of the uh, slap fights that they have over oh, there. That it's seems... like the more pain encounter, the more awesome the sport is. I know. I hate to admit this, but I have watched quite a bit of Russian bare knuckle boxing where they basically just fight in these old abandoned buildings and it is incredibly brutal. I'm. I shouldn't admit that I've seen that, but I have. Yeah, YouTube's a heck of a website. But man. you're right about McDonald's, like because uh, all these other fast food joints that are over mm-hmm. there. Which, by the way, 850 locations in Russia. I don't know why that surprised me. Russia's it's a massive a country, but yeah. it, it did. Well, it's a massive country, but the population isn't anywhere near the United States. Well, because how much of the country is actually inhabitable? Well, it depends. Probably quite a bit, right? right? <laughs> Depends what you consider. Uh, like Siberia, massive. Don't want to hang out there. But like all the like McDonald's and the, there's been some other chains that have said, nope, we're not doing with Russia anymore. So yeah, the life expectancy probably went up about ten years over there. You know what's weird? Like, I don't weeks. know what is really big Russian cuisine. You you have an idea for a lot of places like what they really enjoy to eat, and there's and there's foods that are tied to those regions. I don't know what Russia's is, but it's often reflected in the fast food. Like the fast food in Japan and China, they don't serve the same thing. Like McDonald's, the McDonald's menu in China is not anything close to what it is here. Totally different. Right. And nothing that I want to be a part of, frankly. Uh, Maybe Russians just uh, potatoes. Maybe they just make everything out of that. Or maybe they don't eat. Maybe they just drink all day. Yeah, Can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. That's what uh, maybe Putin says. Are you saying that the soda machine has a vodka spigot on it? Yeah. Well, maybe he's acting so crazy because he's a raging alcoholic. Did anyone think of that? Maybe he's acting so crazy because he hasn't had any McDonald's in a couple of days. <laughs> he's angry. Probably so. <laughs> Dude, it's it's bad over there now. They're like they targeted a children's hospital earlier today. <sighs> what do you mean they targeted a children's well, hospital? Once 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 you watch the news. Artillery. I don't want to. Well, <laughs> can that be real? I How is that possible? 
What do you mean? Artillery. It's actually well, probably pretty easy. But it's a like forget about how horrendous it is. It's a waste of ammunition. It, there's nothing strategic about taking out a children's hospital. It's ridiculous. No, it's not. They're not out for strategic, though. I know. They're they're out to just cause as much pain and suffering as possible. They suck. 145 million people in Russia, population wise. So, I mean, it's it's less than it's less than half the size of population wise as the United States. So eight hundred, like so. Frankly, eight hundred and fifty McDonald's is not that many. How many do you think there are in the United States? There's one I don't every know. There's, square there mile. There seems like there's about six on this side of Norman. <laughs> I know. So there's probably eight fifty in the state. I I think Fort Gibson, Oklahoma, was the last place on the planet to get a McDonald's. Did you guys go to the Vanita McDonald's for your birthday for big special occasions? Since it rolls right over the highway. Oh yeah, I had to beg my dad to stop and let us stand over the top of the highway, <laughs> and he hated it. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one. All right, good news. Looks like the text line is back up and running, so nice. hit us up there. Air Cover Solutions text line 651-3439. We're having a conversation earlier about Brent Vittables. You said that you know, maybe he was like hinting towards having uh, more guys via the portal this spring. Text line's wanting to know, well, what are the chances some of those kids are from Clemson? Some Clemson kids going to follow him after the spring. I know he doesn't necessarily want to do that. We saw that with the Canac situation, but what's I, the likelihood? I mean, I guess you got to say that it's fairly likely, right? Um, which I, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know how exactly that is, how you would predict that. Like, I mean, people thought right away that maybe his son would come, maybe Breesy would come. Um, I don't know. I take honestly. Brian Breesy. I think I'll there's. Take that one. I think there's. You got to say there's a decent chance of that. Which, by the way, uh, I looked it up. Thirteen thousand two hundred thirty-seven McDonald's in the United States. Wow. Quick break. We'll be back.